Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rise Up For You. This is your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be speaking with Kate Boyd on how to have high converting digital product launch. So all of you that are out there that are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, running your own business, this is definitely an episode you want to stay tuned and listen for. We're going to talk about how to prime your audience and build the relationship needed to get conversions how to add that personal touch point, and using objections-based education. Today's episode has some incredible and very valuable information that you definitely do not want to miss. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Kate Boyd. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's really such an honor to have you here on the show. We always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, I'm very honored to be here. So thanks for having me. I am Kate Boyd and I have a company called Cobblestone Creative Co. And we help people um, essentially get more sales online by being more human. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So tell me a a little bit more, um, I guess, about your journey, how you got into this field, uh, and then give us a a little bit more meat in regards to what you do for audience sake. Sure. So I um, actually went to school for journalism and thought I would become a newspaper reporter and graduated in 2008 when the whole world fell apart, or at least it felt like it. And so um, ended up going to grad school for a little bit, but then landed in marketing, which is different, but it's the same skill set that you use. And so I worked at a nonprofit for five years and went from um, you know, a low level sort of assistant to copywriter and social media coordinator to marketing director. And I really just loved what I did there and getting to be creative, but in a very strategic way that is, I'm, I'm right brain and left brain. So I loved how those things came together. And on the side of that for a little while, I, I coached cheerleading. That was sort of a, a side thing, something I used to do when I was young. And I just sort of kept doing it since college and was enjoying it. So why not? Um, but as I sort of moved more into, you know, more demanding roles in my, in my job, I had to let go of that part-time work. And so I actually just started a blog to help cheerleading coaches, um, on the side, because I knew that that was sort of a gap. It was something that I was good at. I, and it got, it, allowed me to practice a lot of my marketing too in a safer space that wasn't necessarily messing with someone else's money or time or whatever. Um, so I got to experiment with things and then even bring those into my job. But after a couple of years, I transitioned that into a business and it grew. Um, and then I started helping other people start their online businesses. And as I sort of got into that, I just sort of realized, um, a, that I had too much on my plate, so I needed to leave my job, which is a very sad day for me, but ended up being just fine, and I'm still friends with everyone there. And then B, 
um, that, you know, what I really loved doing was helping people with marketing. So I took, um, the principles I learned from marketing a cause and, and started using those to market a business. And when you really get down to it, it looks a lot like relation, building relationships with people. If if you've ever been in the nonprofit world, you know, there's all sorts of levels of donors and some of them, you know, are low level, mid-level. And then we have like major donors and the major donors, the people who donate, you know, tens of thousands a year are the ones that require a lot of relationship where you, where you need to actually be a part of their lives. You need to be connected to them and everyone else there's varying levels, but all need some sort of touch point or level of relationship. And when you look at business, it shouldn't be any different. In fact, um, you know, it should be a relationship, but I just sort of reverse engineered what I learned from marketing and my studying communication and all of those things. And even just as an observer of people, that's one of my um, gifts is just observing people in relationships and having relationships with people and building three successful businesses and whittled those down into principles of how you really use marketing channels to you know, build relationships online that don't take all of your time and energy, but do, um, build your business. So I've got, you know, basic frameworks and systems that I apply to social media, to email and to digital product launches. Um, but they're of course customized to each person in their business based on the data that we get and how they build relationships with people. Um, but it really just sort of comes down to, how do humans actually behave and how do they relate to one another? And how can we, instead of trying to get further away from that with technology, how can we actually use technology to do more of that, to connect with people at the right time with the right message um, in order to, you know, have more sales, but to do it in a way that feels good for everybody. So would you say that that's one of the biggest, or I guess the largest issues in regards to um, business marketing and strategy is that, Um, we take the personal touch out of it, that we're not really building that relationship, you know, through the online world and that it's becoming a little bit too mechanical. I think it's, I sort of see two extremes. One is there are the people who are just solely building essentially one-on-one relationships and eventually they want to scale and they can't figure out now how to mark their business in a way that keeps sort of that personal touch that they have used. And so they feel lost or they get stuck in that place. I think on the other end, there's the people who are automate all the things, right? We, I think the word sales funnel is such a buzzword from the last few years, um, especially. And so people are looking for ways to automate everything. And while that sounds great, what happens is there's so many people teaching it that they're actually, instead of teaching them how to sort of reverse engineer their own way of doing things, they're teaching them their exact process. And so we end up with all the same funnels, all the same automations, all the same very impersonal touch points that work okay, maybe, but they don't work the best and they may not actually be serving your audience the best. And so there's a happy middle. You still get to be in the picture and at the touch points that it's most important for you and the touch points that you want to be in but you don't have to be around all the time. And there's a way to do it that is unique to you, your audience and your business that we can find based on how your audience has been so far. Okay. So I know that you, you give some really great advice and you have a couple of strategies, but you have a lot of strategies, but you have three that are really important that can help um, obviously get leads 
and make sure that we're marketing in a way that can help leverage the audience. I'd love it if you can to share it with us. Sure. So a few things um, that I find to be really, really helpful, especially in the context of, say, a a heavy promotion period or um, a launch of some kind. Um, The first is to actually prepare your audience for the thing that you're selling. And I think you can actually do this all the time. Say you've got we're rolling evergreen one on one stuff. Um, you need to have content that primes the audience. And what I mean by that is they need to be able to see you as the expert in that thing. They need to understand that that's the solution to their problem. And, and by that, I mean your product or offer. And they also need, um, to, I mean, we all have mindset stuff that keeps us from investing in things or getting the help that we need, whether it's free or paid. And so they have some beliefs that need to be shifted. And so if you have the right content that helps them, that leads up to that or mitigates some of those things before you ever make an offer or in the midst of making an offer, that can make a really big difference in how people um, respond to your promotion. Okay. Um, I liked how you said prime the audience. They need to see that you're the expert. You know, that's such a tough one because there's so many people that struggle with, you know, the imposter syndrome. Do I really have what it takes? Um, Am I qualified to make this happen? Especially in the beginning phases, right? When they don't, when a lot of times entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, they wonder, you know, am I an expert? Can I qualify? Like what's going to make people, you know, push that button and and take action? Uh, How do you kind of navigate through that to show your audience that yes, you are qualified? Sure. I think all the time we are dismissing things that we know about because they seem so easy to us. But in fact, the stuff that's easy to you is often very hard for other people. So for example, I grew up being able to write very easily. Um, that's how I ended up in journalism. I just love writing. It's how I process. I didn't realize that it was hard for other people to write until I got to high school and I was just seeing some of my classmates have trouble or even in college, you know, me being able to without a paper in a couple of hours and then agonizing and struggling. So I would say, look at the things If it feels easy, that's probably because you're really good at it and you should be helping other people. I think the other thing to remember is that you don't have to know everything. And I struggle with this too as a person who I am very much a learner. That's one of my top five strengths in StrengthsFinder. I love learning. If I could be an eternal student, I would do that. But the truth is knowledge is only as helpful as what you do with it, right? And And the more you know, the more you tend to sort of stay in that paralysis point. But the truth is that you're already ahead of someone. You don't have to be the most well-known person in the world on your topic in order to actually help people get to where they are um, or get to where they need to be or to take the next step. You just need to be looking back at the people who are a couple of steps behind you and be able to move them forward to the next step. And that's really all you need to be an expert in is is just, you know, the couple of steps ahead of your customer or client. I love that. Okay. So the first thing is priming your audience, um, you know, making sure that you can show them that, that you're qualified, that you know what you're talking about and also that you have the solution. What would be the second step? The second thing is to, um, add a personal touch. So, A lot of times, again, this kind of goes back to like the automation and the set it and forget it. A lot of people sort of set up their launch emails, their promos, or they put their, you know, promotions out there and they just hope that it'll 
come together for them, right? That'll just sort of be, um, that'll be enough. And, and, and that can do a lot and a lot, right? Having the right communication is a part of that. But there's probably a segment of people that follow you that have interacted with you a ton. They're always in your DMs on social media. They are, um, you know, clicking through on everything you send, opening every single email or replying even. Maybe they've reached out to you on Messenger. They're in your Facebook group and they're hitting you up all the and they're behaving like a very warm or hot lead. And those people sometimes would just like to know that you've noticed. And they would just like to know that you think that they're a good fit for this thing. They may be buying anyway. They may be on the fence. But if you reach out with a personal invitation or even something as simple as you notice that they click through on the email to the sales page, but they haven't bought yet. Sending a little email that says, you know, we noticed you clicked through would love to see if you have any questions or anything like that, or connect around this so that you have that personal aspect. And that takes five minutes a morning during a launch to be able to actually sit there and send some emails to people who have expressed interest in some way, but something's keeping them from it. A little personal nudge could be all it takes to actually, um, them off the fence and into your programs. I love that. I think that's a really great idea. And even just that concept of um, those that have clicked that maybe haven't taken 100% action, just following up with them and seeing what, you know, how you can help and what the next step is to really get them to, uh, you know, to buy into what it, whatever it is that your message is. Tell us a little bit more about um, using objects-based education. What, what does that look like? Yeah. So, The last thing that I think really works well is to use objections-based education. And that really means like, what are, what are the main things? And this kind of goes back to priming content, but we bring it up in the context again of a launch in the sense of what is, what are the sticking points for people getting into your programs? What are the things that are keeping them from it, right? There's time, there's money, there's, I don't know if this is right for me. Will this even work for me? There's all these different things that might be keeping them from it. So looking at the features that may be unique to you or that they don't understand why they're a part of that, looking at those basic objections and frequently asked questions, and then saying, okay, what does someone need to learn about themselves or about this um, or around this in order to overcome that objection. So for example, I once had a um, membership uh, site for a little while and I wanted people to be a part of it for at least 90 days. I wanted them to have a three month commitment. And so I wanted, I need, I knew that would be a sticking point on people because they're like, well, if I don't like it and I'm stuck with it for three months, then I wanted them to know why three months is really important. So what is it about 90 days of 90 days of commitment to yourself, to your business, to whatever, um, you know, what can you accomplish in 90 days and why is that an important thing? And then you bring in, and that's why I included this 90 day commitment because I want you to be committed and I want you to be committed to the other people in here so that we can actually have all these things we want, like community and connection and results for ourselves. So it's looking at the things that people that might keep people from buying and reverse engineering that into some sort of educational point so that you're giving value all the time, but you're also overcoming those things or explaining why these things are important um, so that people understand your business, your program, and why it's good for them. I love that. 
thank you again so much for joining us, Kate, and sharing your wisdom in regards to marketing and really, really trying to get your message out there in a personal way. I'd love to jump into the power section of the episode. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? One book that's had a really big impact on my life is the book Essentialism. Um, and I find it actually, when I say that, a lot of people say that same thing or that it's come up before. And it really just helped. It was during that time when I had two businesses and a full-time job and I was really running around and making myself crazy. And even though I loved all those things, I realized that I needed to be able to cut things back so that I be my best self and bring my best to the table. And so essentialism helped me with that. And it's still principles that I use today in my business, in my life and in everything so that I can be the best that I can be everywhere that I should be. And what's value, what's one value that you constantly stand by, um, that you're, that's a non-negotiable for you. For me, um, it's good communication and that totally translates into my business. But I also think that's just something that I value a lot in whether that's having difficult conversations in a, a nice way or sending encouragement or just being really clear about who I am and what I do um, or what I'm here for and what I'm not and, and standing for those boundaries and that communication is really important to me. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget, what would it be? That we need you. I think we're all designed to be here to serve a special purpose in the world and to, you know, bring what only we can bring and other people will bring what only they can bring. And together, that's how we actually succeed. So, and that's how humanity flourishes if everyone does their part. But if you quit or if you leave or you don't do that thing that you're here to do, um, then we're all a little worse off for it. And lastly, as you know, we're Rise It For You. That's the company. That's the, that's the name. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase? I, I love the word rise. It's kind of been a, a theme for me over the last couple of years. Um, and just thinking of how we can lift ourselves up to help other people or to even our highest potential and, and who we can and should be. And that's what really comes to me. Thank you again so much for joining us. So how do we support you and how do we stay connected with you? I'm sure there's a number of, of women and listeners that want to get in contact and learn a little bit more about how they can leverage their business and really get their message out there the right way. Sure. So you can find me on my website, cobblestonecreativeco.com um, or on Facebook at Cobblestone Creative Co. and Instagram at cobblestonecreative.co. And those are my favorite places to hang out. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise of Free podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And, you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. 
The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.